Welcome to episode number 16 of Starting the Conversation. Uh, If we've not met before, my name is Alice. I'm the host of this podcast and I'm a digital marketing coach based in the UK. That job title sounds very fancy, but what it really means is that I work one-on-one with creative entrepreneurs and help them and work with them to work on a digital strategy which is gonna grow and help their business. I absolutely love what I do and I love running this podcast as well because for me it's a place where I can get honest and real both about what it looks like to grow a business, what it looks like to be self-employed and also hopefully pair that kind of honest conversation and vulnerability with some helpful stuff and expertise along the way. So there's some episodes where I sit down with fellow female entrepreneurs, I talk to them about what it is that they do, their story into doing that, what they've learned along the way and really what it's looked like for them to get to where their business is now. And then I also do solo episodes like today's where I delve deeper into a certain element of digital marketing and hopefully give you something practical that you can take away and work on. So unless that you've been living under a rock for the past few months, I'm going to assume that like me, you're sick of hearing four letters, G-D-P-R. <laughs> Does anyone else feel a little bit ill every time that they see it or hear about it? Um, I don't know about you, but I find it slightly ironic that a legislation which is intended to minimise unwanted emails has resulted in my inbox being bombarded with emails from people that I didn't even know I was on their list for. But the good news is that today, um, the date of this podcast going up, the 25th of May, is the day that the new legislation is in place and hopefully as a result most of the talk surrounding GDPR is over. The masses of here's our new privacy policy emails and re-opt into our email list emails should be behind us. But really a large part of the impact that GDPR has had on small businesses is in terms of our email marketing. Email lists have had to be deleted or adjusted to suit the new legislation because there's a lot tighter governance surrounding the consent which people have to give before opting into receiving emails from us as businesses and entrepreneurs. And since all this conversation has arisen, um, has arisen, has risen, has happened, since this conversation has happened surrounding email marketing, I figured what better time to talk about what effective email marketing can look like. So now, as hopefully we are all squeaky clean in terms of GDPR and ready to jump back into the world of newsletters and emails, let's walk through five ways that you can step up your email marketing game. The first point is to value it. I truly believe that the way that we perceive something has a huge impact on the way that we treat it. And I think if we're looking to build longevity in our digital marketing, email marketing is the way to go. But I've had this before, when I haven't valued it, when I haven't realized the importance of it, I haven't put the effort and the work in to make it happen. Let me put it this way for you. Building an audience on social media, whether it be Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever, is effective, yes. But let's be honest, it's on borrowed space. Whatever we post and whatever we put onto that platform is no longer under our control. Whether it's because it goes through an algorithm or because it gets organized into different areas of that website, we no longer have full control over the way that our following and our audience perceive that piece of content. But when we build an email list and use it to promote and share, the space is ours and we have full control over the content that our audience receives as a result. I hope it's never gonna happen, but the reality is if Instagram tomorrow decided that they wanted to shut down, the audiences that we've built there would be useless because they would no longer exist. So for me, it's a no-brainer that when we wanna talk about building a digital marketing strategy which will stand the test of time, growing an email list 
is the right choice and the answer to that issue. So that's a very simple but vital step number one, which is to value it. Moving on to number two is to find a format and stick to it. I don't know about you, um, but email marketing has always been something I've struggled to stay consistent with. For a long time, I had a list. I was sending out sporadic emails, kind of as and when I felt like I had something to share or a piece of content to promote, but there was absolutely no structure or rhythm to the campaigns I was sending out. It would be very honest just to say that my strategy was non-existent, my campaigns were very random, and I was not being intentional at all. But when I started this year, one of my business intentions was to get hold of my email marketing and figure out and stick to an effective plan. It's not been as easy as it sounds, five months in, a good bit of putting it off and trial and error, and it feels like I've found out what works for my business and managed to find that format. So personally, my structure is a weekly email. It's called The Weekly, which is a very creative idea from me, great naming. (laughs) But what it is, is a weekly digest where I touch on a digital marketing or entrepreneurial topic, which is either on my mind or relevant in some way. Um, And kind of for me, it's somewhere between a newsletter and a blog. So for me, adding structure to our platforms truly empowers me to still continue sharing remarkable and high quality content, but I don't feel like I have to reinvent the wheel every time that I log into MailChimp because I know how I'm going to share it, the theme that I need to talk about and how it looks like. So it's a far easier process. So when you're finding or deciding on a format or structure for your email marketing, I want you to consider what's best for both you and your audience. Would your audience prefer a weekly digest or would they prefer a more meaty monthly newsletter? Do they have an interest in your business as a whole or really do they want to just know about your specific offerings and expertise? And then make sure that you ask yourself, is this a schedule I can keep up and do I have enough new content to put into this format? So that would be tip number two, is once you've realized the importance of email marketing and once you value it, find a format and stick to it. Moving on to number three is about creating expectancy for your emails. Now this tip is something that's definitely true for a lot of platforms and social media strategies, but I found it to be really fundamental when it comes to growing an email list. And that's to create expectancy surrounding the content you'll be sharing, both with your current and your future audience. If there's one thing that GDPR has shown us, it's that we're becoming increasingly picky about the people that we want showing up in our inboxes. I think out of all the resubscribe emails I've received, I've probably opted into about two of those email lists. And let me tell you, those two have two things in common, which is that they serve me with consistent content and they serve me with emails that I expect to receive. Particularly when people are giving out their email addresses, they want to know exactly what they get in return. So give people a concrete reason to join your list. Once you've taken on tip number two and decided on a format, share it with the world. I think when we're transparent about what we're sharing, the tables turn from us begging people to join our mailing list and please sign up to my newsletter to your audience genuinely wanting to receive whatever it is you're giving out. The more open we are about what people are going to receive and when, the more anticipation you're going to create surrounding that content. I share the theme um, of the weekly, my email, on my Instagram stories each week and that shows people who aren't on my list exactly what I'm sharing in that piece of content and hopefully it makes them maybe feel, oh, 
I'm interested in that. I kind of feel like I'm missing out on receiving that piece of content. And it compels them to want in and to opt themselves into my newsletters. So that would be tip number three. Create expectancy with your current and future audience. But actually, how do we make people excited about our emails? And that moves me nicely on to point number four. Make it unique. When considering the content to put into our emails, the logical answer is to share recent blogs, videos, offerings, etc. It's traditionally the way that many of us have used email marketing, but when it comes to giving people a reason to join our list, we need to make something different about what we're sending. If what you're sharing in your emails can be found elsewhere, there's little to no reason for people to opt in. If you're just sharing, here's my recent blog post or here's my recent video, they could just go and find that on their own accord. But if you're sending out emails which have an element of exclusivity to them, people are therefore compelled to join your list because otherwise they're missing out. And if you're sharing content which is genuinely interesting and value adding for them, they wanna be in the know and they wanna receive that. For myself personally, I did this by cutting down on the amount of blogs I was writing. So before I was writing two blogs a week and I took one of those blogs away and instead of putting my energy into writing more blogs, I put my energy into creating a blog style content within my email. So the stuff that I'm sharing to my list is something that people can't find anywhere else. It's not on my website, it's not on my Instagram, it's not in any download, it's exclusive to the people who are on my newsletter. Maybe have a look at the content you're currently creating, have a look at your schedule and consider whether maybe you can shift one of those pieces of content into your email marketing. I'm not talking about us having to do more work or create more stuff, but you know, we put incredible amounts of time and effort into our content and our work. So why not elevate one of your pieces and one of your campaigns and give it the value it deserves by giving it exclusively to your email list? Not only does it help in the way that we see our content and help us to value it for what it's worth, but it also gives people a reason to opt in as opposed to just doing it because they like our business. They're doing it because they're desperate for that piece of content that you're gonna share. And that is number four. Moving on to point number five, finally, is serve, 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 sell. Let's get real here. (laughs) For product and service-based businesses, the long-term goal of our email marketing, and frankly, all of our digital marketing, is to grow an audience who are ready and waiting to receive the offerings that we have. Yes, we love it for community. Yes, we love it because it's, um, you know, a space where we share more of what we do and create a legacy. But at the end of the day, we use digital marketing as a way of changing the bottom line of our business. But if we jump straight in and use our emails as a sales pitch, let me tell you, people are very quickly gonna stop opening your emails and probably down the line unsubscribe from your list. Going back to what I mentioned earlier, uh, consumers, we're becoming increasingly picky about the emails that we wanna opt into. Um, So as marketers, we play a role in that by ensuring that our emails are what people genuinely want to receive. Think of your ideal audience. Consider how you can share content which is value-adding, relevant, and genuinely engaging for them. When planning your emails, follow the format of serving before you sell and prioritize nurturing and growing your list over promoting to it. So that was the final one. Serve, 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 sell. So there we have it. A shorter episode today, but I wanted to condense it and give you five really quick easy, always easier said than done, definitely, but things that you can start taking on today to develop the way that you use your email marketing. 
And I think it's always a work in progress, but hopefully these five ways have helped you to understand how you can grow and nurture a list despite the recent GDPR changes. And maybe you are one of the people who had to completely scrap your list because you didn't have the right consent you needed. Or maybe you ran one of those resubscribe um, campaigns and you only had a small percentage of your list resubscribe that can be really demotivating but I hope this episode has given you a few different strategies for you to begin to rebuild the way that you use your email marketing so there we have it thank you so much for tuning in as always I hope this episode has served you and I would just love if you enjoyed today's episode to leave a review on iTunes um I always cringe a bit when people ask for this on their podcast but it's so true that Um, creating content can be a bit of a lonely world and it's really nice to know when something that you create is genuinely useful to people and people genuinely like it. Um, It makes my little heart happy to know that my small corner of the internet is serving people who are on the same page and in the same boat as me. So if you have enjoyed today's episode or any other episodes, please go and leave a review on iTunes. I would love it. Thank you so much for listening today and we will speak soon.